And welcome back to Bros in a Landfill. We're gonna do a big fat fatality all over your free time. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that phrasing. Your your um host for this week is Lunch Con. I'm technically a regular on this show. <laughs> Lunch Con, dang! So you, oh man, you got some big shoes to fill. That's right, uh, Dizzy. Dizzy Cage. <laughs> Damn, that visual gag works great on an audio-only podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he yeah, genuinely He's gone. Left. He's completely gone. He's left the building. Whoa. Kidding. I did that because I could. Uh, yeah. So, and... and... Uh, sorry. Fuck. Uh... Your 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 tar your tri cage or not tri cage tri uh kang, tri kang because I, I I'm absolutely the Asian one on here. I totally didn't <laughs> mix this up. I, I I I definitely didn't mix this up by by not having Dizzy be the um uh fucking um Dizzy King or um screw. It. To be there fair, are so I, many I've Asian always... options in Mortal Kombat, and you gave him like <laughs> Johnny Blue, Cage. But, well, it's because no, both of us make bad jokes. Yeah. I, yeah. I see the logic. I'm I I only I did the walkout just because I thought it would be funny, even though yeah. it, only you two could have seen it. Although, for oh being boy. perfectly honest, between Liu Kang and Kung Lao, I've, I'm I'm more of a Kung Lao guy. It's not just yeah. because of my hat. Yeah, no, you're definitely more of a Kung Lao. No, I just like I, I'm saying I like him better. <laughs> yeah, I mean Kung Lao's a bit more of the smartass, snarky sort yeah. of character. Yeah. Uh, well, that's because he like he's like always hanging out with like the most attractive and epic dude in the universe, and so he has a chip on his shoulder. Well, he yeah, was I mean, supposed that's... to be the Mortal Kombat champion, but then he wasn't even picked to be it to to fight in the first tournament, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. oh. He he was he. Uh, that was the thing I was. To, that was what I, I, I was mean, told. He was supposed I mean, that, to that be. Ha- I mean, that hat of his really isn't fair for a martial arts tournament. Mask, rip up, fire, skull, face. Fairness. Very well articulated point, Dizzy. So, so it's definitely. Here's the real question, though. How the heck does Kung Lao teleport? Lunch, please explain. Well, with his hat, you fucking idiot. Hats of magic. He's got a magic hat. Do it. That's actually a fantastic question. Wait, that thing. Because that's right. He just jumps magic? into portal. I don't know. Portal? Probably. Portal? Well, his head comes I, back to him, so probably. I thought portal that has was so many unexplainable asset aspects about it that I don't even well, want to some... go down that rabbit hole. Like, I, I, they try to explain the force and how the force worked. That wasn't a good time. I think part of what makes Mortal Kombat so interesting is how it has a bunch of nonsense that if you try to make sense of, it would just ruin the fun of it. Well, some things were explained, and then I was told they were, like, retconned into things that don't make sense. Like, I was told there was a guy in... I was told, anyways, there was a guy in Mortal Kombat 10 who has, like, a a magic sword that gives him telekinesis, when apparently, before the Mortal Kombat 9 reboot thing, he he was just straight-up taught telekinesis by a, a psychic, which is completely different than having a magic sword. Mortal Kombat in reboots, like, spread cons, uh, etc. Like, retcon? That's is that from the course. Please tell me the villain of like... Mortal Kombat 12 is Retcon, the new Emperor of Outworld. We need a new Titan, so Retcon makes perfect sense. We have we have one that restarts... I mean, technically retcon. speaking, Kronika... <laughs> I, I mean, t- 
To be fair, Chronica is one big retcon machine. Chronica, right. Chronica frustrates me a lot. Yeah. A anyway, lot. speaking of Chronica, I was going to say, you guys like Eleven, I think, right? I've got mixed feelings. Like I, I loved it. I thought it was, I think that game's awesome. I've got mixed so, feelings. So this will be okay. good then, because I... I, I would say I, I liked the story of Eleven, sure, but I absolutely have gripes about it. So Lunch will be the pro, Try will be mixed, and I'll be the anti. So I'll play anti. It's, I'll play it's, actually, it's yeah. actually really funny because if you look at 9, 10, and 11, I have mixed feelings about all of them, but for different reasons. I feel like each game does something better than the others, but I feel drops the ball and different. Mortal Kombat Wait. 9 was my introduction to the series, and I hated Set. it. Yes. And then Mortal Kombat 10 happened, and I just looked up the, the, the story mode on YouTube, and I hated it. And then Mortal so, Kombat 11 happened, and I watched it, and I was like, hey, this was, you know, pretty interesting. And then so I sat on it. We're for very a... qualified fans to be talking about this for a whole podcast episode then. Yeah, so, Perfect. Well, so I, I'm gonna, I, I'm I also, gonna... I, I, look, I, I got myself more versed in the lore. All right, I all looked right. up. I looked up some stuff about more things. In he fact, died I was going to wikis. He learned about swords. Yes, and also... so, so on Bros in a Landfill drinking game. Every time Dizzy goes off on a tangent, drink a glass of water because you need to stay hydrated in the summer heat. Wait, uh. do, do, when you say a tangent, do you mean like an un, uh, something unrelated, or do you mean just a rant? Because I mean. Tangent, tangent, um, full glass of water, um, rant, half glass of water. Well, because if I'm still on topic, is it a tangent or a rant? I think you can have tangents within topics. That's okay. well, this is definitely a tangent. Just all right, drink a, drink a glass of water drink right now. Water. This is a tangent. God, I, I have a bottle of water I left <laughs> it on my desk, and I'm sitting on my bed, and my desk is on the other side of the room. Yeah, oof. Same problem here. Okay, anyways, so is there like a framing for this conversation that may help okay, so us guide anyways, us in this um, I wanna, yeah, I wanna, what, 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 yeah. what are the main points we're going to hit? <laughs> okay, so Mortal Kombat 11 came out, like, was it like a month ago? Yes, and it's the worst and... game ever. Yeah, sure. I was going to say Kombat... something, but I decided that making light of that is not something that I want to do. So Mortal Kombat 11 came out a month ago. It's like... One of the one of the highest selling games of all time. I think it's one of the few games that has uh, been best selling on every console. Really? All even, right. even Steam? Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the it's the first time that since Resident Evil Four that a third party Nintendo game was what like was at the top of the charts. Interesting. I actually had no idea that it was doing that well on Switch. That's oh, yeah, pretty interesting. Ridiculously well. It is doing ridiculously well, especially considering that the Switch version was outsourced. It was, but I yeah, yeah. It's a little like janky yeah. looking. Yeah. Well, Which... that's that's interesting considering Mortal Kombat's past history on on Nintendo consoles has not been favorable. But I I think that's more telling of just how good of a console the Switch is because people want to play Mortal Kombat on the go, not sitting on at a PC or on the TV. They they want to take it with them. They want to play it with their friends. Yeah. Mortal Kombat 11's gameplay absolutely looked better or more fast-paced and flowing than than previous games. Yeah. Um but I kind of want to break this up into we have like we're in this um, new era of Mortal Kombat. We have 9, 10, 11. Mm-hmm. And that and, new era just ended. Yeah. So that new era just ended uh with this big finale. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> well, we we have this big finale. I don't know where it's going to take takes take it next. Since nine, Mortal Kombat's definitely been following this more blockbustery sort of approach to its 
um, mm-hmm. movies. Nine was the most, I'd say nine was the most experimental. They were t- trying a bunch of different ideas and just trying to, I, especially after the failure that was Mortal Kombat versus DC. That was a failure. Oof. Yikes at that game. I actually quite like Mortal Kombat DC, but more because of its janky charm more than anything else. All I know that, about that would have that to be the angle. Yeah, no, Mortal Kombat versus DC is so janky, and I love it. All I know about it is <laughs> okay. that apparently is that apparently uh, it's being counted as the official Mortal Kombat eight, supposedly. I think it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's got which it's got a full fledged story mode. It's like the first. Like Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 9 story mode wasn't the first big cinematic story mode they did. That was Mortal Kombat versus DC. Uh-huh. And it had two it had two full-length um, story modes from the DC heroes and the Mortal Kombat 9 perspective. It was rather ambitious of a game. And then but, apparently somehow Scorpion got into the Injustice universe. Yeah. But the biggest the biggest gripe I hear people say actually say about Mortal Kombat versus DC is just that they had to tone it down because DC didn't want their heroes getting brutally murdered. And... Which is funny, because if it was Marvel, Marvel would have lapped that up. They would have had their guys just decimated, and their guys doing the murdering. But DC didn't want their heroes killing. They didn't want their um, heroes being killed. I heard they made, like, Catwoman straight-up murder people. Well, yeah, the villain, the villains did murders. The heroes didn't. The heroes did heroic brutalities, which were... But Catwoman doesn't of... kill people. I just can't even imagine how, like, I can't even comprehend how problematic the phrase heroic brutality is i know it's hilarious oh my god which i i think um uh the flash's heroic brutality is quite literally just like they clearly took that as his grab for or like one of his attacks for injustice no. there's a lot of crossover it's pretty interesting speaking of crossover did you know that um one of i think it was Sha- shang sun's mortal kombat 9 fatalities is the joker's fatality from mortal kombat versus dc yeah i heard a lot of censor i heard some people were That's very unhappy cool. about that I mean, it's a it's a very for Mortal Kombat 9's fatality. It's a rather tame brutality, well, fatality. Mm. But it's also quite nice seeing what it could have, like what the Joker's could have been if you saw the whole picture, because you'd see the whole head being blown off. Yeah, oh. I, I, I like didn't know they kinda, sent, they they got rid of that. I like this kind of seeing what was on the cutting room floor. That's cool that they found another use for it. It's always fascinating yeah. to me when I find out that bits of games are like uh, they brought back from. They're cut content from other games. It's being like given a new home. Gives me a warm, fuzzy feeling. Now, mm. before we get into some of the story stuff, I kind of want to talk about the fatalities throughout the series because I think if there's one, like one thing that really sets Mortal Kombat up, across, uh, separate from a lot of other game series and a lot of fighting games, that where it really left, left this mark was with the fatalities. And I don't think Mortal Kombat, especially one and two, would have taken off as popular as they were if it wasn't for all the hidden fatalities and um, secrets and whatnot, because early Mortal Kombat is a very bare-bones fighter, especially compared to its counterparts. It's... I find, like... I find it really interesting that Mortal Kombat still has... Uh, it still has fatalities. It, it almost, It's kind of like a formality at this point. It's yeah. very much like a... It's like a series legacy feature. Like, mm-hmm. when Mortal Kombat came out, it was like... This purposely very edgy and like, um, you know, dangerous kind of game where it's like, uh, the the kids should our kids be playing this? And and the fact that like the fatalities have like secret button commands, I guess, makes it a little bit like you know rumors that maybe got spread about the game. Um, oh, yeah, like it was really this. It was this very provocative 
piece of work. Um, and there wasn't really any effort for the characters to like be, you know, interesting as characters or anything. Like, but at if anything, they're probably not meant to be because then, well, you the know, you weren't time, meant to though, feel bad about who was getting killed. It was like, but at the same time, there's still a bit of lore and narrative with the arcade. There though. was there some, still... there was lore and narrative, but like, it, but the, it's uh, what I'm saying is like the yeah. in this new game, right? And the most in the newest game, you've got characters uh, confronting their past and future selves. And to me, it really felt like the like the developers of Mortal Kombat have like grown up. Um, I'll I'll say this like I've Mortal Kombat 11 is one of the few games I've like well few stories I've seen handle that concept as like as well as like the past and future selves concept as well as it has. I've seen a lot of stories fumble that sort yeah, of. Yeah, they did it really well in this game, and I, and I think, but yeah, I, I think it's almost kind of like a, a meta thing where it's like it, it's. Mm-hmm. Because they don't, I don't, as much as the fatality is ridiculous now, I don't think the developers are trying to provoke as much. Like, like another example is like mm-hmm. in some of the like middle games in the series, and like mm-hmm. for a long time afterwards, like all the female characters are like in super, super skimpy outfits and stuff. And then in this latest game, they're all like, they're but much more conservatively I, like, like it, it feels like of, they're almost rejecting their past in a way. I do definitely feel that there's a bit of Eleven is. It's a bit of rejection of the past. It, in general, with eleven, and I'm I'm saying this in uh, as a comparison to something like nine and before. Nine was really a turning point for the series because that was like Mortal Kombat was popular, but it wasn't this blockbuster hit. Nine really opened the door to new possibilities for them, but like budget wise and uh, international, like well, and pub and the public eye it was a yeah. it was kind of a revival for the series. Nine, you could tell that they were just like they didn't take the game too seriously at the point. It was this fun passion project, and they didn't. I don't think <clears throat> they thought it'd become as big of a thing as they did. From not from Mortal Kombat one to nine, it was just this big, goofy, edgy, um, like schlock of fun. The story was stupid; didn't make that much sense, but they had fun with it. There's a lot of great moments in the Mortal Kombat 9 story that even if it, the story doesn't make sense, it's still... It feels like they had a fun time doing it. Then, when 10 came around, I, I get a feeling... I don't know if this was, like, NetherRealms himself or if this is more upper, man- with Warner, upper management with Warner Brothers, that there... Because Mortal Kombat got as popular as it did as, and as, as big as it did during this era... It felt like they had to take themselves a bit more seriously. Uh, it became more marketing, marketable friendly, and I'm trying to I'm trying to think like what the term is like when um I guess in some ways it feels like Mortal Kombat 10 sold out a bit. Like it lost a lot of its personality just to fit into what would be popular. If that makes that's an interesting tip. I, I, I genuinely feel like it, it wasn't about, like, well, uh, the... I don't think well, it was selling out, per se. I, I think it was... Well, I, I feel I, like I'm the not, creators of these games wanted... I feel like it was a creative, artistic choice. Just, like... I'm like, I think enti- some of the... I'm not in- I know I'm that this enti- is a nebulous thing to wrap your head around. I'm not and... entirely sure because I feel like eleven they had they got a little bit of their fun back. Ten didn't. Ten was 
like Ten was missing a lot of the fun and charm from previous Mortal Kombat games. There, there were still oh, yeah. things in there, like there was a few fatalities that were fun and whatnot. But it's where nine and before mm. before these they had the budget mm-hmm. and the graphics to do some of what some some of the stuff that they can do in ten. They made up with a lot of the technical, like all well, the the technical debt, by heightening some of the hilarity, the absurdity, and whatnot. And in ten, I feel like it was very much missing a lot of that. I, I it do. Just, it is a little more gritty and like takes itself seriously than either than the game before it or ahead of it. Um, I think, but it's still like you know you've still got like oh. fatalities where it's like okay, well. I'm going to use my telekinesis to lift you in the hair, air and then make my sword spin around like a fucking wood chipper and then I'm going to slowly <laughs> fly you into it. And, like, Or well, I'm going to like pull out your whole spine and shit with my mind. Like, well, It's still me, absurd. Like, It's yeah, easy well, to get desensitized, no, yeah. but it is still Mortal Kombat. It's no, still the most fucking I'm, crazy I'm thing to, you ever I'm saw. I'm trying to... I feel that it's, it's less of a conceptual basis. I think it's more of a presentation basis. Like a present, like how it was presented. Part of the, char- as I said, part of the charm of some of the older Mortal Kombat games, and even with nine, is just how janky it is. And ten, on the other hand, is such a smooth, such a if very professional game. And so this it, is kind of almost about you know the sort of the soul of Mortal Kombat being yeah. perhaps uh, dissipated a bit when the production values get higher. And yeah, I, was, I guess it's like if you take this this small like indie team and then you give them a million trillion dollars. I mean, they're not indie, but just as an example. And I feel like, and I, I feel like some of that soullessness kind of it kind of echoes through different parts of the the presentation. Like the like Mortal Kombat 10 story was a lot more serious and kind of generic as opposed to previous ones. And I'm I'm kind of saying all this as a preface that I feel like 11's going back a lot in the right direction i felt like there was a lot of fun in 11 not really to the same extent that earlier games had achieved but i feel like nine really struck that balance between fun and trying to say something well with i think with 11 they're like they've gone so far past the point where they can be like here's our jank little uh, small fighting game with its weird universe because like yeah. it's got clearly a bajillion million trillion dollars put into it and it looks mm-hmm. and sounds amazing yeah in doing that i think they managed it still feels kind of like a love letter to those old days in my yeah, opinion no. like like yeah, the, no. like it's all in like the character designs like like Luke kang's outfit where he's like got like the vest and the headband and stuff like and the big kind of like loud bracers like he he feels really retro, um, even though it's a, a modern game. And like, let, the, yeah, let I I, I, I can totally see where you're coming from. Yeah, let, I, me I it, think, let me put it this way: I feel like Mortal Kombat 11 is what Mortal Kombat 10 should have been from a presentation aspect. I feel that them brightening up a lot of the colors. Mortal Kombat and, 10 is so dark. You're correct. Yeah, like like brightening up the colors. Like part of part of 10's problem is just how dark it is. It, it didn't feel fun. It felt like, oh, we're going to be as gritty, edgy. Um, uh, like, the fa- like, the fatalities didn't seem like these fun, goofy things. It felt like, oh, how brutal <laughs> can we be? Where I'm not a big fan of the fa- all the fatalities in 11 so- that I've seen so far. 
as a like I, I don't have the same visceral reaction or the same like wow like effect that I have with nine, but granted I might just be jaded at this uh, point. We've seen so, so many ridiculous deaths. There's only a couple fatalities and yeah. I mean, eleven that were remarkable to me. Granted, like there has been nothing that has affected me as much. Like the only fatality that has really affected me as much as it has is like some of the ones from nine. Nine has some of the most disgusting fatalities in the series. Kung Lao's one where he slowly drags you through a, a stationary yeah. fucking, fucking saw Shiva's, blade. Is... Fucking Shiva's like one where she sh- rips off all your skin in like one fell swoop. Oh, I can feel that when I watch that. I I I feel that. Par- I feel like part of the issue with ten and well ten and eleven in that regards is that because of how popular it got and how much money. It, it like it's made that they can't really do those gross fatalities anymore at least they, i don't feel like they have and it may not have necessarily permission to do those gross fatalities from upper management and warner brothers and etc because it still needs to be marketable i'm pretty i'm i definitely disagree with you here i, I don't think that's what's about at all like the game's already like our or whatever there's like i think it's more like Trying to make a really gross and violent vitality is like it's trying to capture energy that that doesn't exist anymore. Like, like when Mortal Kombat first came out, it was like, oh my god, you can kill people, and there's he ripped his head off. Oh my god, my kids are playing this. And that, and that couple of years ago, it was like, still no one's filling this gap. Here's something really depraved. Um, but now it's but, or two games later, right? And it's like, but, was it? But if you think about what's literally happening on the screen, it's fucking but, brutal and violent, and ridiculous. Oh, yeah, no, no, I definitely. But, it's absurd but, what happens in the fatality. I, 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 in this I game. get that. I get that. But nine felt like to the same extent. Nine felt very experimental. Nine felt like let's get away, try to get away with everything we like can. That's like, there is real horror going on in nine in regards to like. I guess let me let me rephrase this. In nine, and this is something that I've really noticed in eleven, especially like playing. I feel like 10 and 11 don't pack the same punch that 9 does. I feel like watching 9... Like, like even now, if I go back, look, watch some of those fatalities from 9, it fucking hurts to watch it. Like, the impact is real. And I feel with 10 and 11, things are so smooth, so, like, so snappy. There could be a bit of Uncanny Valley happening where... Yeah, I think there's a bit of Uncanny Valley, I think, from a directing standpoint. I don't think the fatalities are necessarily directed... That well, it doesn't. To some degree, some of them look so surreal. I, I guess it's, it's granted. I guess there is a uh, a bit of a uncanny valley uh, effect of that they they they're going kind of so over a top with some of the like with what they can do with it that they're not really focusing on the horror aspect of that. And what I, makes I feel, feel like gross. I feel like they just haven't like. This is a pretty common thing with NetherRealm. I feel like mm-hmm. the graphics is, have improved faster than their animation and and mm-hmm. other skills. Like, um, like you can do you can do an animation that doesn't look mm-hmm. very realistic on a character model that is really like the Mortal Kombat Nine character models are like pretty bad. They're pretty. They're not very human looking. They're pretty ridiculous. But, I mean, it's it's cartoon. It's a bit cartoonish, and I think yeah, that yeah. does help. I think that does help a lot in its cases. But, that... And and in, in the new one. The the characters look like photorealistic, but they do things. They still like manipulate bodies in a way that just it's like, well, that just doesn't make any sense so whatsoever. I almost, uh, this, it this looks like a cartoon. Weird. This might be a bit more theory crafting, but I wonder if because everything looks so hyper realistic, they're kind of afraid to do anything that's 
like as extreme as what Nine had done, because it's no longer these cartoon characters that you can Tom and Jerry or Looney Tunes the shit out of. It's real looking people that. Well, I mean, could... I read on like Twitter or something like it was excerpt from some interview where some guy who worked in Mortal Kombat Eleven was like talking about how like the reference material he had to look up to like work on the brutal shit in this game was like super like mentally scarring and he's like yeah, well, fuck this project was not worth it yeah yeah i heard about the 100 hour like week work weeks and stuff game companies are terrible that's... places to work for yeah. that's, that's why i'm glad i'm working for an actual like software development company not a gaming company i got out of that i i i squashed that dream as soon as i could i i make games with rpg maker yeah, but see, you, you're your own boss in that. Yeah, regard. you put yourself on your own 100-hour schedule. <laughs> <laughs> you stay up all night on your terms. Yeah, but... Uh, I, I also I, don't I, paid. Do, I do sort of... I do sort of feel that... um That... It's actually... Let me, let me take this back. I think the brutalities in Eleven are much more brutal than the fatalities. I feel like some of the concepts they're doing, some of the like some of what goes down in the brutalities are much more fucked up than what actually happens in the fatalities because the fatalities are so surreal. Yeah. Where... I think it's, it comes, it comes out of left field when and it's a brutality because you're not really expecting it. And then suddenly your legs yeah. are blown off and you're like, Oh my God. I mean, there was that, there's that one. Um, like there, there's quite a few fatalities that are just, they kind of recapture that Mortal Kombat 9. Though I, Maybe what makes Nine work so well is the fact that the fatalities are a bit more simplistic, and that a That's lot of them like also a thing. Yeah, I think with Nine, it feels like these are things you should really do to a person sometimes. In Eleven, it's so over the top that like Ten and Eleven, some of it feels so over the top or surreal. Yeah, well, it, it's it like of... um, I remember Ed Boon saying in an interview that it's like that the fatalities are are almost at self parody at this point. Because they're just like trying to like, how do we up the ante even more? Uh, I, I and, just wish I just wish more of them were tongue and more tongue in cheek. Mm. Like there was there was that one from Eleven, well Ten, where Cassie Cage um, fucking a took a m- selfie. That like, uh, man, I don't know. There were lots of uh, like I fucking one of my favorite fatalities in this game is the one where Cassie Cage punches you or kicks you in the ball so hard. That your skull and spine shoot up out of your body. No, but my point, I'm, I'm going for, I feel like, I, I wish all the fatalities were tongue-in-cheek. We didn't just have a, a few. Or like, there was like, or you had one um one very serious, brutal fatality, then one joke fatality. If it was more... I just, like, uh, I don't want to get stuck on this point forever, but like, mm. I, I, it's, almost, it's really hard to describe the difference between, you know, uh, fun, silly fatalities and ones that should be more realistic. Like, I don't know, man. Like, okay, I'm Sub-Zero, I freeze your body, I make an ice axe, I cut your head off, I pick up your head, and then I punch it and explode it in slow motion. Like, that's pretty fucking brutal and fucking silly at the same time. Oh, There's no need for me to pick I, up your head and yeah. break. No, I, I think maybe just from uh, from 11 and 10, it's I think it's just more for a matter of me that the fatalities themselves lack punch, and I think that's more of a presentation directorial I, I think so, probably. Like, I think I don't think the sound effects really are that effective in making you feel the punch. Where I was, as for, as for comparison, I lunch knows I was playing um some GameCube One Piece game, and 
the special moves in that were very effective. Yeah, it was silly, surreal stuff, but the the weight like as opposed to Mortal Kombat like ten eleven, there was weight behind every like punch, every attack, every whatever. It doesn't feel like ten or eleven really have that much weight behind like the punches. It doesn't feel like there's much impact. I think and in I the think, basic okay, uh, I I think in the fatalities you have a point. I think in the general gameplay. Um, I think it feels much punchier than the previous two games. If you don't mind it, me like hijacking the direction of the conversation a little bit, yeah, because we could talk about to, this all day. To to get on the, mm. um, I never got to say my stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you want to say something you. about? Yeah, the, the, our viewers are just shift? staring at our our viewers are just staring at their glasses of water, going like, "You said take a drink every time." Dios, I'm so thirsty. <laughs> Just, and then tries the one that goes on the tangent. Just Sorry, down your entire you. glass. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Uh, firstly, again, like, 9 was my jumping on point before I started looking up other stuff. And uh, the only time a Fatality ever had any weight to me at all was when I was looking up stuff from, like, Mortal Kombat 2. Like, Fatalities never had punch for me, pretty much ever. And I think it's because, like, the game is already so brutal anyways. Like, in in 11, it's like... You have the ability to shove someone's head all the way through a pike, and it comes out the yeah, other end, I think, and then I they think get back up point. and attack you all the same. I think that's a fair. fair that's point. A good point. I'm yeah. surprised that they won't kill you. And like when Tri was mentioning this One Piece game that having like a bit more punch, that reminded me of a, of another game too. If I may, if I may bring up another game to to, to compare to Mortal Kombat, uh, Super Mystery know, Dungeon. No, I I, I don't know. If, <laughs> I, I don't know if. I've, I haven't ranted about this on cast, I don't think, ever, but, like, uh, uh, Dark Souls 2, uh, Scholar of the First Sin Edition specifically, because I've never played the original Dark Souls 2, and I heard that the remake was pretty different. Anyways, off-topic. Point is, uh, Scholar of the First Sin Edition that I play on PlayStation 4 has some of the most visceral kills I've seen in a game in a while, or felt in a game in a while. Even though when you break them down, they're, like, really basic. Like one one kill is just one of one of the like there's a different kill for every weapon and there's a lot of weapons, but even something as basic as a dagger feels like really visceral when like you really emphasize like like the like the dagger stab for example the the dagger kill really is just you just stabbing someone and then pulling out the dagger and that's it. But because of the presentation of the game and the emphasis put on the stab and like the sound effects and the punchiness of everything, it's like that one stab. That that one attack where you just like get come from someone from behind and just stab and smash the freaking spine. Well, you know, no it's, X-rays. it's much more relatable. Like yeah, no X-rays, no zoom-ins, no murder. Anything. You know, yeah, just a Speaking just a of... knife in the back is like feels so much punchier than Speaking like Johnny Cage of... ripping off your arms and then smashing your head in with a trophy. Speaking of X-rays, do we want to move into? x-rays and then the removal slash reworking of them in 11 because i hate all I think, x-rays yeah i think dizzy does have a point i think the i think the reason why i like nine so much is because of how silly some of those fatalities are and then how brutal some of those are but when you have the x-rays a lot of the fatalities especially in i think 11 and 10 like i think yeah. especially in 10 because there's a lot more brutal moves in 10 I was gonna say, like tying fatalities into into more narrative points of Mortal Kombat, it's like something that I've something I've considered is that like uh, I think NetherRealm made nine and ten and eleven, right? Nine was their first game, right? 
Well, Nine so. was the first. Well, Nine, Nine Kombat was DC was. Well, Nether Realm has always made Mortal Kombat. Oh. Nether Realm. Um, well, it's, you're you're thinking about when Warner Brothers bought out um, Nether Realms. Well, what whatever the case, I was gonna say whatever. Whoever was working on Mortal Kombat Nine, Ten, and Eleven, like they don't know how to do deaths at all. Every single death scene from those all three games was like really, really bad and had like no impact at all. And I think it's partially because like when you have a game as violent as it is, it's like people either need to explode when they die or <laughs> you're not or you have to not write canonical deaths. Well, the, because it's, it's, I think it's the other weird ask- when you it's weird when you have well, like you, you have like a, a two round fight in something like the story mode where you're like impaling one another through the head, through the neck, Kano with his knife shoe into your neck and then you get back up and then cutscene happens and then you yeah, get that, like, that's shot the thing with the down. between like uh, fatal blows and crushing blows and environment interaction. Like, yeah. the amount of times you should be dead, like, obviously, before you get to a fatality, is, like, yeah. staggering. So, by the time someone's going to kill you, well, it feels arbitrary that this time you die. Well, yeah. you know what? Do you know what doesn't it's, help it's, Mortal it's, Kombat's it's... case with um, canonical deaths? When, when this new generation of Mortal Kombat literally starts off with one giant retcon, where everybody has died, but we're just going back in time and fixing everything. So... It opens when you when you do that. It opens the gateway of well, does anybody's death mean anything? Because obviously we can go back at any time and change this. Well, except you can't because they don't for some reason. Uh, except now in nine, like literally in eleven now. Uh, I yeah. Are we gonna get? When are we gonna get to Mortal Kombat eleven? Because I need to d- display my gripes. Number one, top of the list, the ending of the story mode. Yeah, that was pretty bad. F, F that. Also, also gonna say Chronica's Chronica's the worst, uh, worst um arcade. Chronica's the the worst final boss in Mortal Kombat that I've played. Chronica belongs. Do you remember Shao Kahn and MK9? That was some fucking bullshit, dude. You can at least hit Shao Kahn with your fucking X-ray. Shao Kahn at least has telegraph. You couldn't grab him either. Okay, okay. Shao Kahn has telegraph like tel- like Shao Kahn is actually very easy to telegraph if you know what he's doing. He has, he creates openings for himself because of his um, He has his taunts, yeah, but it's, uh, you know it's actually that, I don't I can't be wrong not that hard. Like Sha- you know Sha- fuck Sha- you, Shao Kahn isn't that hard. <laughs> what are you talking about? He like adapts as, as your opposed, behavior. As opposed to someone he, like God, as opposed no, to Chronica, no. which is a single health bar fight where she can just randomly turn into Chronica um, was super easy to cheese. I like found like one kick combo that she didn't know how to block, and I just used it ten times until she died. If I tried to do that on Shao Kahn, I would have been fucking mincemeat because he's too how come, smart. How come? How come? Chronica is like the super unbeatable badass in story mode, and then in arcade mode, she just gets killed by a piece of glass. Well, because and the fighting games work. Well, I I saw in an interview Ed Boon. He got asked who in in canon can survive being shot in the head and he said only raiden so like these characters technically have pretty low durability in canon. only o- only raiden but ty- like, I, think only before, raiden? I think that was before chronica was like yeah really uh, announced but i because think he's saying that only gods can get shot in the head and live uh, in the MK. but chronica's a titan she's above the gods four of your okay. characters are zombies look it was a magic piece of gloss anyway God, speaking, it was from the magic time the zombie, machine. 
Speaking of the zombies, you it know it doesn't help when um help uh your case when with meaningful deaths when there's quite literally a character that brings people back to life and then you can unzombieify them. Well, look, fucking, you're taking this too seriously, man. These small combat games, I know. they're a bit ridiculous. I take things seriously, no, but, you know, because when no, someone presents me with the story, no, but see, I want but the, the story to at least follow its own rules. No, but see, 10 asks us to take it a bit more seriously. 9 doesn't ask us to take it seriously. 9, I feel like... 9 had the least... worst death scenes of them all, I think. Yeah, but like, 9 was... Nine... No one dies for like the entire game. Very end. Everybody dies. But I feel like 9 is a bit of a campy mess. I feel like 9 sort of knew what it was. I don't like, think we're... 9 knew anything. Well, the DSY is officially coming to the station and he's running over Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I feel... <laughs> well, I feel like Eleven's story overall was better than 9's. I do feel like 9, despite being flawed was very was at least a fun it was it was a fun 11 so run. much fun what are you talking about you go he's well, like no, no, fucking, no, no. I, 11 I, had the least amount of illogical actions i'll still yeah. uh, absolutely vouch for that mm-hmm. no i wasn't saying 11's like i think 11's the best written best told story sans the ending yeah. i think it has I, a bit I of a rough ending. start I think it has a really rough start. I think the ending's terrible, but its midsection yeah. is really strong. My, my two my two major gripes with Eleven in terms of story is, number one, the ending. Number two, no death is taken seriously. Like, like it's for a series of... Scorpion! That's so sad! Yeah, and it's not taken it seriously! Because like... what else are they going to do with him in the story at that point? Anything? He was... No, he's well... dead! He's just like well, he's just one of many characters in that story. And it's like, well, shit, he's dead. That sucks. Oh, well, we gotta well, save the world. Say, a, that is a very lousy way to look at characters I feel like, in a story. Well, uh, to be Mortal used Kombat, up and then okay. discarded. There's well, like Mortal twenty Com- million okay. characters. Okay, all right, try again. Okay, Mortal, Mortal Kombat sort of has the Dragon Ball Z um, problem or the Dragon Ball problem. When you have characters die and come back as frequently as you do, or you have like all these like time shenanigans or shenanigans where characters who are alive or dead or come back or whatever does have very little weight, especially in a game where you, you have all this these brutal actions that don't lead to deaths like 90% yeah. of the time. But where at least Mortal Kombat works in terms of stakes is nobody believes that like Scorpion is permanently dead in that timeline. People, like, like it is very much likely if the timeline continued on without Chronica going or whatever, that somebody would be able to bring back Scorpion. The stakes in Mortal Kombat 11 are the... It's more of a, I guess, a battle of attrition in that sense. The more people you have on your side, the more likely you are to win. And everybody that gets killed means that you have a smaller chance to win, smaller chance to get information, smaller chance to actually get someone to go and defeat Chronica. I guess really... I don't. That's not what I was thinking. When I watched the scene though. I wasn't like, oh no, the, no, the so, arithmetic so I... of the of the good and evil. Look, well, it's it's no. point. Look, I know that he's fucking. He could get come back to life, I, or some magic bullshit can bring him back. But no, isn't that a point? And I was defending moment? Eleven. He's like talking. Defend- he's like talking to his like fucking past self, and I he's was, like, okay. Yeah, I, I was defending Eleven. Yeah, but I no, I don't. I know that I was like, defense no, Eleven. No, Mortal but I don't Kombat in general has defense. a problem with having Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat in general, as a series, has a problem with like canonical canonical deaths having any weight because of bajillion factors. But I think Eleven does a good job at creating real stakes for when characters die. Because even if they might come back, there is a legitimate chance that, like, 
it, it feels like we need as many people to be alive as possible because Kronika is such a dangerous force. And nobody else can be Kronika. Where with Shao Kahn and uh, fucking Shinnok, it feels like maybe at least Raiden can take him out or maybe the Elder Gods can at least take him out. Kronika is above the Elder Gods and we you need as many people alive as you possibly can to defeat her. I honestly... I Look, I get that you're defending the game. Death is just bad to me. You motherfucker. <laughs> you're dead <laughs> to me. Look. <laughs> it's, who killed him, how he killed him, and then like he dies. They come back, he goes to the Scorpion, past Scorpion, goes to the fire gardens. He's like, Scorpion is, Hanzo Hasashi is dead, and I'm all that's left. And then they're like, we don't believe you. And then he beats them up. And then it's like, okay, we believe you. Let's go beat up Kronika. But, and then um, it's like, okay, bye. Sub Zero doesn't even Sub Zero doesn't cry. Yeah, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat. Why would he? Why Sub Zero cry? He's a fucking okay. grizzled. He's fucking cold as ice. Sort of. They also like hated each they other for most gay, of their lives. They had he, a look, gay marriage. <laughs> I do not remember this cutscene. How do you unlock? <laughs> I need this. That would fill in so many holes okay. in the story. I think no one, I, no one cares. And, it's and not no about one, okay. It's not about fucking power level. It's it's fucking poignant because this guy, he's okay. like full of hatred. He's full of like, he's like following a fucking master he shouldn't because he is like full of pain and suffering. And then the only person that can understand him is literally himself who's like, I know I've been through this pain, but this is the wrong thing. And, you know, there's another better path where we you can have a new family and shit. And he doesn't want to... And then, like, his dying wish to his past self is, like, you know, like, please, don't be no, a fucking yeah, asshole. Don't be like me. And then it was, like, and then he agrees. That's so sweet. I mean, literally, the only difference between Kronika's offer and Raiden's offer is that Scorpion took Kronika's offer. What? What are you talking they both, about? They, they both said, like, hey, kill this guy for me, and then I'll bring back your clan. No, but in, in this continuity, Raiden isn't going to fucking... What do you mean? Raiden never was gonna bring back Scorpion's clan. It was, that was a fucking deal with Shinnok and Quan Chi or whatever. No, with the deal with Quan Chi and Shinnok was to kill Scorpion's clan, and that was with Sub Zero. No, but but Scorpion thought. Okay. I think Scorpion was okay, tricked okay. by fucking guys, guys, guys. You're trying to make I'm... logic out of a game series that fund has no real basis in logic, and I think it is logical. Logic is okay. very simple, is the thing. He was never. Okay. He never had a deal with Raiden. Okay. What are you talking about? Fuck, in nine. God damn! I haven't played this game in years. Okay. okay Raiden guys. says, "Don't kill Sub Zero." Scorpion says, "Okay,", okay. and then Quan Chi says, "Kill Sub Zero," and then Scorpion says, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, but but Raiden was never gonna bring back his family for some fucking nefarious purpose. Not for a nefarious purpose. He was just gonna or bring him back. <laughs> okay, that was his I'm... deal. We have to check the wiki for this fucking shit. That sounds yeah. wrong. He says he says he promises that he'll ask the Elder Gods to undo the death of his family if he'd spare Sub-Zero. And then Scorpion's like, okay, because my family means a lot to me. And then he doesn't uphold his end of the deal. And then Raiden doesn't bring back his family. Which hypothetically, hypothetically, he doesn't actually have any insurance that he can actually do that. <laughs> so, well... That's a dickhead move on Raiden's part. Raiden's but, a dick. Raiden's but a dick. Ra Raiden is, is a dick or Raiden is a, he's a dick. Maybe, maybe both. He's definitely a dick. Um, yeah. 
Well, speaking of Raiden, like, uh, yeah, gripe number three with Mortal Kombat 11 story mode, uh, Dark Raiden just disappears, and then yeah, that, that, that's that was it. really bad. That was I, really I bad. was I kept waiting for him to show up and be the surprise villain. I mean, okay, I'll I will give it this. That was nice foreshadowing for when uh Liu Kang um with Raiden like the Liu Kang Raiden fusion thing happens. So that means Liu Kang can stick around when um Kronika does all the time bullshit. That was a nice bit of foreshadowing, but it was also terrible writing at the same time because I just I I do not like Doc Raiden is, he's, like, he has an effect on the whole story mode because the whole, like, tension is, is Raiden going to become Doc Raiden, that fucked up guy we saw at the beginning of the story? And then he kind of sort of does and has, like, flashes of it, and then he learns to control himself. It's like a we whole... never really saw Dark Raiden do anything. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We see him, like, he's, like, fucking... Well, he... Rips the guy's head off, keeps him alive... And it's like you're gonna be this fucking horrible twitching thing for all eternity. Well, and then, he, then, then he leads um, then he leads Sonya Blade to her death. Yeah, because he's like, we're gonna Not just press the offensive. <laughs> yeah, no, but but, he, but he's that's what dickhead Raiden is. But Doc Raiden isn't the... fucking evil. He's just like very very extreme and gone too far and is making things worse. Well, he's he's it's more of a fascistic approach. Like he, it's it's there between fascist Raiden and uh, non-fascist Raiden. I mean, that's essentially evil. <laughs> Dark Dark Raiden's fascist Raiden. That's exactly what he is. He's like right. So the the whole like tension of Raiden's character arc in this game is that Doc Raiden is the thing that he could conceivably be. Like, uh, okay, he doesn't walk around in a black outfit and say, "I'm Doc Raiden." <laughs> All I've done in this fucking podcast is defend this fucking sick game, you motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, well, try. You're I think supposed the to be with, the mediator. Well, the problem with um, I think the problem with Dark Raiden is that he, there's like he just ends up disappearing. There's no real like when like the you whole say time... you say there's like a thread of Raiden turning into Dark Raiden, but for like almost the entire game, like Mortal Kombat Two Raiden is just normal. And then Cassie's like, maybe you should use the amulet, and he's like, the evil calls to me. Uh, and then he uses the amulet once, and then he's like. Oh my god, this amulet's evil. I don't have to worry about becoming evil. It's all the evil amulet. Let's just throw that in the trash. There you go, I'm fine. But it's like, it's a fucking plot point that, like, all the characters are not sure whether or not to trust them anymore because Plus, now they it know also the means that the Raiden. It also means that the Raiden that you had from 9 and 10, who did everything that he did, uh, just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It, it, He's just gone. It, felt, it feels he was, like a waste. He, he, he was essentially written out of the story without any like repercussion. No, he was given like, a chance at redemption before Raiden, it happened. Raiden, that wasn't, here's that what I think happened: is like Raiden should have teamed, like Dark Raiden A shouldn't have died, and B, like the two Raiden should have teamed up at first, since both of them want to like stop Kronika and protect Earthrealm. But then past Raiden is like looking at present Raiden's actions. This present Raiden is like super militant and is like, we need to kill Kronika. Like, rip our head off. And then past Raiden's like, dude, chill out. Like, what the hell? Well, that yeah. would make it, it all. That a, wouldn't and it make comes it. comes to an head when they like literally fight, where he's like, fuck you. You're like crazy. And he's like, I'm protecting Earthrealm. And he's like, but then he wouldn't no, be you're, doubting you're himself properly <laughs> because it's better if he doesn't have any like gauge of what obviously evil Raiden but is. For, but for it. Well, no, that's but, the thing but, is that he's not obviously evil. Like you even but, just said, like he's, he's like, crazy obsessed with like defending Earthrealm. He thinks what he's doing is the right thing. For a game that's about. For a game that's about facing your past and future selves, they've really. Like they really had this, op- <laughs> like they really had an opportunity for 
Drink Raiden to confront himself, saying like, "This is what I could have become," or like, like he sees what he could have become when he almost kills when he gets into a fight with Liu Kang. It was nuts on Scorpion, and then he's because he's in a moment of desperation. It's like shit. I guess okay, that was, I thought that was I was the good, good guy, but then when all the chips a, are on the table, I, I freak out and I do this, and and I become exactly what I feared. Okay. Okay, that was that was a good scene. Like, don't get me wrong. I I liked I liked that whole thing because it was addressing a lot of bullshittery in the past. But with, I really feel like it would have been a lot better if, if Raiden saw this example of Dark Raiden, and just because he sees Dark Raiden doesn't mean he doesn't he he's automatically well that guy's bad. I don't want to be like him. There could have been easier like plenty of points where like like younger Raiden can be like. Well, damn, he's pretty effective. Maybe this is the way I should go. The whole should go, and then he's like questioning. Maybe Light Raiden's not as effective as Dark Raiden in certain aspects because Dark Raiden's a much he's much more of a go getter. He's like what, <laughs> go getter. Be... Yeah. I mean, that's that's essentially what Dark Raiden does at the beginning. Is like, look, they're gonna invade us. Let's go invade them first. And okay, yeah, that that leads to the death of Sonya Blade. But there could have been moments throughout the story where. Well, I mean, Raiden yeah, that was a stunning victory for Earthrealm. Like, one, they lost like one yeah, person, and they like fucking. Hey, hey, hey they lost. The they lost two people. Excuse you. Actually, who, was, who else did they lose? They lost Sonya oh. Blade. They lost guy who Cabal killed, and then they lost guy who was stabbed by nameless Netherrealm soldier. Let us not forget those two deaths. Don't. <laughs> but it was. Don't sounds like you already forgot them. <laughs> But in all reality, it was a it was a huge victory, and that would have been something that like Raiden, like young Raiden, could see. Be like, is like maybe maybe there is something to yeah. Being, and that could have actually been an interesting character development because he could it could lead him to be a bit more of a proactive person without becoming the fascist dictator that uh, Dark Raiden could have had a lot of stuff going on with past Liu Kang too, where he, like. And like the two of them could have had like a discourse where like past Liu Kang not knowing anything is like really supportive at first. He's like, "Ah, oh, future Raiden, let's work together like we always do. You know, we're an unstoppable team and all this." And then Dark Raiden's like, "You might turn on me or something." And then Liu Kang's I like, definitely what, what you, killed what you, you in about? the past. And like, it, like Liu Kang could even have come into a head of like again all hypothetical of like Dark Raiden's like, "We'll send Liu Kang in or." Or, or or even possibly, like, future Revenant Liu Kang gets, like, super powerful. And the Dark Raiden's like, I have a simple solution. We kill past Liu Kang, and then future Liu Kang dies. And the past Raiden's like, slow the hell down. What did you just say to me? <laughs> and then there's like, we'll like, just well, kill you, the past gonna... version, and the future version won't exist. And Raiden's like, yeah. do you hear yourself? You, you do it at... <laughs> it's like, you do it anyways. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, what do you... Oh well, yeah, that'd be the thing. To, that'd be another okay. point too. He's like, you kill past Liu Kang, and Rain's like, I kill Liu Kang. What? <laughs> there are some interesting ideas flying around here, and I think some Isn't of them could some work. Interesting ideas. However, <laughs> that's the game, we're not writers. We're I not think the, the writers of well, Netherrealm. I think it's difficult because there are a lot of cool ideas you could put in there, but there's also the fact that I think now my criticism of the story mode is that I already think it's bloated with characters and already feels a bit like. Um, insane about how much it jumps around yeah, and doesn't that's, that's really part of the... things feel a little bit when you, you've got well, such that's... a big ensemble cast i think by the time yeah, i got but... to about jacks and jackie i was like what happened the, to the... those other guys you know that's part of the problem with fighting games though too because you have to with every new release you have to introduce new characters to make a to make a game worth seem worth buying I was gonna so say the, over the cast t- is, of mortal Kombat 11 is super weird to me because like 
I'm like, wait, is it bigger or smaller than Mortal Kombat 10's cast? Because it, feel, it feels smaller, but it also feels equally as bloated, and that's why it's confusing. Well, there's DLC oh. in the last game, so there's more characters. Yes. No, I meant, like, like base games. And the story. Like story I don't, I don't I know. I only watch the story mode. Um, I, I don't know if, like... I, I feel like it's about the same size as um, 10. There are, not all the characters from 10 show up in 11, but new characters yeah. show up in 11. So I feel like it's approximately the same size, but... Uh, that Kenshi guy is just gone. That uh, Ermac guy is just gone. Mm-hmm. Well, Ermac's dead, Dude. I think. Ermac, Ermac was killed last game. He's dead? I'm pretty sure Ermac was killed in 10. Well, we've gone back in time anyway, so it doesn't matter. Reptile's but... just gone. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like when you bring out in this time mechanic, it's like, shouldn't Nothing everyone matters. be back? Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. You know, th- we don't want really them to do two hundred hour work weeks. I was gonna say, like, everyone's really mad that Melina's not in the game. Melina really should have been in the game. Look, okay, oh. look, I, I just wanna, I wanna say that we've spent a lot of time disparaging, sorry, <laughs> criticizing Mortal Kombat. Because it's fun to criticize you know, things. Right? But I'd just like to add a bit of perspective that mm-hmm. this is probably the best story mode in like any fighting game ever. Like I'd argue Can that's... you think I, I absolutely no. No, I, no Okay, tell me a fucking story mode that is better than Blaze Mortal... Blue. <laughs> Blaze okay. Blue continue like both Blaze Blue on um the first one and Continuum Shift have better story modes. Well I think they're better This point is ruined because I've never played those games. But I, I was gonna say, yeah, it's it's hard to say that this is the best fighting game story mode when there's like a million fighting games. Tar, with a million, ta, if, with ta, if, if if Tar was here, he would say Undernight and Birth. You guys and your fucking obscure Japanese shit. I don't. Fucking... I was gonna well, make I... a joke, but the thing is, is that I feel like you're already on edge, and I'm not good at making jokes. Oh yeah, so fucking push, push me, well, push think, me, bitch. Well, well, no, I, think I was going to say, think... uh, there was this really, 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 really bad fighting game that I have a bad history with that I was going to mention, but then I thought, nah, it's not worth it. All right. It's not a good idea. I think, I think we're Mortal Kombat, um, I think Mortal Kombat 11 is definitely the most ambitious story. You know what, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, I would argue, has a better story. Has a, no, has no story. way. Fuck, 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 no, no fuck. way. Fuck you. No way. Fuck you. <laughs> 11, 10 story mode is better than Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Do you know how and fucking long it takes to grind through all those fucking which, fights, man? Okay, first of all, yes, awful, awful. I did it three times, not by choice. Then I literally, <laughs> you've invalidated your opinions on everything. You've, yeah. You played what? Dragon Ball Fighter story mode three times? Okay, first of all, I was going to make a point where I said, actually, I forgot, there was three completely different story modes. Second of all, when I said Dragon Ball Fighter Z story mode made more sense... I meant that that was. Oh, that made more sense. Yeah, well, it, was, it, it was. I'm talking about it was better. You were talking about Fighters. story. You said it had the best story, and I said, "All right, I'll argue against." What? That so the metrics about a story is how much sense it makes. What about That's how entertaining good. it is? And it's I'm not even talking about just that. Okay, first of all. That is ridiculous. That's the first thing you could come up with. Second of all, no, that's an. Ex- it's, it's I'm an not talking about just the writing, like the experience of playing through the story mode. I can't tell you that because I didn't play Mortal Kombat 11 story mode. I was criticizing it from a writing perspective. But I would way rather watch the Mortal Kombat story mode than, like, play the Dragon Ball Fighter story mode. Like, I'm talking about, yeah. like, the fucking well, of the course, pacing, the production of values. Take, one of those will take you a day, and the other one will well, take you I've, three I, hours. I don't, I don't think... Exactly! Pro- 
Well, I don't think necessarily production values lead to a good experience. I think because ten has a ten has a high production um, in a lot of ways, and I think it fumbles that in a lot of ways. I think eleven. I think where Eleven's strengths really lie is in its directing, and I feel it's the best directed right. Mortal Kombat. I'd say okay, I'll give it this. I think Mortal Kombat Ten, well, Mortal Kombat Eleven as a cinematic experience is the best directed fighting game story. And when I say directed, I'm talking about more your more filmography. You're not. Yeah, you've got like, cinematography. You've got like but... awesome like choreography and fight scenes. You've got like yeah. good acting performances. Actually, I was gonna I say the like Smash Brothers Brawl count as a fighting game. Yes. yes. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna upvote Smash Bros. Brawl then. Hmm. I felt more from I felt more from the subspace emissary than I did from Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, I mean, I you say you that watch that scene where Kirby destroys that giant ship and the music is just blaring in the background. You tried not to cry. Yeah, there's some I, cool stuff in that story mode, but like it's also like playing it. As an adult, it's like a bit of a slog. It's kind of too long. Uh, it's not really like what the game is good at being a platformer, um, and it's not like there's like a, a narrative with character development and stuff. Like it's just like a bunch of fan service. Um, as a story, I think Mortal Kombat is you know much better. I think, I think, okay, I think this is where it comes comes back to with Mortal Kombat Eleven. I think it's just a very uneven experience. I think it's midsections has some very high highs and it's very easy to look at the good aspects of the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. But I think in context of a lot of what Mortal Kombat story is, I think it fall it does have a lot of missteps in both the beginning and the end. And while I think Mortal Kombat 11 is definitely a really good step in the direction of the cinematic fighting games it's really it, there's nothing really to com- give a fair comparison to because nether realms is the only real studio doing these sorts of cinematic fighting game stories and i mean i've the day before i played mortal kombat 11 i played through Marvel vs. capcom infinite and that story mode okay. was trying basically the same thing and but holy think, fuck was that game. Uh, I'll, I'll 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 concede that one to you mortal kombat 11 is is here if, uh marvel versus capcom infinite absolutely but down i think here. i think we're mortal i think i think absolutely. we're mortal kombat 11 i think we're mortal kombat 11 has its um like where it kind of has the edge in that regards is that it has the backing of warner brothers which is a movie it's like has a mo- like movie studios like they have the connections to pull in the resources to put together a great cinematic experience in the grand scheme of things, Mortal Kombat 11 story isn't anything truly special in in regards to like a blockbuster movie. I'll still I'll still argue. Uh, I think I, th- I swear you one of you said this earlier in cast that like it was the best story that they've written in a while, and it's like I'll yeah, still I'll I'll vouch for that yeah. too. I'll say I that 11 story was better written than 10 and 9. I I think Mortal as like as a like as a cinematic like experience, I oh. think it's probably one of the probably one of if not the best story and like fighting games and that like, well that's that kind of what i'm talking about when i say yeah. like what's the best yeah, story mode a, like just like what's but, the best experience of just like a solid mode but it, that sort of depends on what you're looking like what you're trying to get out of your story modes i think if you're looking at mm-hmm. a game with like 
like for me, like a game that I would looked as a has a great story mode are the early Blaze Blue games because it does. I this yes, maybe a lot of things don't necessarily make sense or it breaks a lot of its rules. That's sort of its point. Um, where eleven, I think, especially with ten and eleven, starting to take its like starting to take its story a bit more seriously and less, and trying to have something more to say. I think ten's more of just just this blockbuster experience it was this transitioning period 11 is like okay we know how to put together one of these blockbuster movie sorts of things and then let's actually try to say something with it or have fun give something back to the mm-hmm. players i think i do think they listened to a lot of the criticisms to 10 story mode and put it in like and kept those in mind with 11 i'm glad they took out the the fucking quick time events that they had in a lot like 10 those that was a nightmare um and I'm not against quick time events in general in games. I just don't think they worked in ten. It broke up the pace way too much. It was a bit jank, like just. They're they're really uh, they they don't belong. Yeah, they don't. They're like, that, that's think, like the best way of phrasing it. I think it's just they just they shouldn't be there. Quick time this events work when they're bre- quick time events work when they're breaking up gameplay, not cinematics. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. personally am not super big on quick time events in it, general, but I'd rather have it, them in a gameplay than it, be it, like it watching the, a cutscene and then suddenly press X to not die. Well, it depends. It depends on the it depends on the context because quick time events give allow you to feel like there are some things you can do in, that you can't really translate from mm-hmm. gameplay into what you want to show on screen, and quick time events can allow the player to feel like they're having actual imp- actually impacting something rather than just watching a cutscene. Well, they're very exciting in Shenmue because you spend like hours like walking to the store and buying chips and asking people if they've seen any sailors. And so then you get to press a button and you're like, holy shit, I'm fighting a guy. Well, that's that's Shenmue and this is Mortal Kombat. And I was going to say, too, on, 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 a, on, a, on a secondary scale, uh, if, if you... If you don't want to, if you want to have some player inclusion in your long cutscenes, there's another. If you want to have player inclusion in your fighting game, there's another thing you can do. It's called not have eight minute cutscenes. Yeah, I uh, snarky D S Y. But I'm gonna. Oh I'm look, gonna it's a fist. Of, I'm gonna kind of wrap, wrap, pull things back and wrap things up. I'm gonna uh, give sort of my final thoughts about Mortal Kombat 11 story. I really appreciate where they're going with this whole cinematic storytelling sort of thing but when i when i look at something like mortal kombat 11 as opposed to something like blaze blue which is my favorite sort like was like it's like one of my favorite stories like i actually kind of want to go back and play through blaze blue continuum shift again one of the things that i think really mortal kombat's struggling and i think not just more but like nether realm studio as a cinematic experience that's right and I think now, I, I feel like this is really much the case with Eleven. Now with this whole time travel mechanic, is some of my favorite some of my favorite parts of these fighting games are the arcade endings, like playing through the arcade mode, seeing how like like these different char- like these alternate endings where these characters can go out with with these games with these huge casts. The only real way that you can give time to each of these characters is by having like either branching narratives or what blaze blue does where each character has like a shorter narrative that kind of plays through the whole thing and when you play through every story you get the whole picture it's when you when you have a big compilation cast i feel these cinematic types of storytelling doesn't really work because somebody's going to get the shaft 
I would really hope that for the future games now with let's say with Liu Kang being able to control things or whatnot, controls. I'd like them to see get a bit more experimental. Maybe instead of having really long story modes, they have individually smaller branching sorts of stories where you see more what ifs and whatnot. <laughs> and then like and then maybe they can have like a true ending after you, after you've seen everything, you can have a true ending with the true final boss. Spoken like a true how... Shadow the Hedgehog fan. I can't yeah. wait to find out how they decide to bring back Liu Kang from godhood into person who can trade blows with whoever the heck the hero is or absolutely not just destroy the villain. You say I'm that the, like I mean, Mortal Kombat power levels make any sense. They, they don't have to do anything. They make they make less sense than Dragon Ball Z power levels. Which is impressive. I would say yeah. it's on par. I mean, at least at least um, Injustice has the weird excuse of, oh, we're, we're using something that makes everybody's powers the same level. I thought injustice, injustice just I thought injustice just didn't like mention it at all. They're just if we don't draw attention to it, no one will consider it. No, injustice injustice one has a MacGuffin. Well, not a MacGuffin sort of thing, but like it no. it has like this like explain away why someone can punch. It's like why Catwoman can get in a fight with Superman and win. It oh, okay. it does have a, a story excuse for that. Um, well, to, that who's giving voice? their closing? Who's giving their closing thoughts? I have a closing thought. I, I have a closing thought that's less of a closing thought and more of a provocator to more conversation, though. Well, so, you've said that now, so go on. You well, the thing is, is, though, is that like we, we started this conversation on fatalities, but my my remark is about story, and it's like story is a thing that's like really, really important to me in any media, especially in like a fighting game too. Probably because people keep saying it's not important, but it's like to me. Oh, I would I would agree. Story is very important in fighting games because that's what kind of gives you the, like that kind of gives you like the hook and what makes you care about these characters. Why yeah. pick any of these characters if you don't care about them? I was gonna say like story in a fighting game is like frosting in a gingerbread house. Without it, you just have a pile of like bricks and like <laughs> nothing really holding them together or holding them up. And it's like that's why I that's why the story mode of Mortal Kombat 11 is such a big is is something that I I like criticize a lot especially in like 10 and 10 and 9 too where it's like yeah i get upset about this stuff because like if i didn't what else would i what else is there it's a game where two people punch each other but when you add in story it's a game where a man whose clan and family was murdered by this heartless assassin who he then gets revenge on who then returns as an evil wraith has come back to get revenge on him and it's like suddenly it's not two people punching each other anymore. Um, hmm. I feel like there's more to story in a fighting game than just like the actual writing. Like fighting games are like a they're like a shrine well, to there's more, characters. There's more to any it's like, story. But I mean, it's like it's all in the way that's presented. It's how these characters are. are like look and how they move and everything they do their move sets are an extension of who they are absolutely um, you could have the best story in the world but if it's presented poorly then it will suck and vice versa <clears throat> 10 i think i think Mortal Kombat 11 story mode is awesome uh i think now i haven't played blaze blue but of any I other I... <laughs> of the other fighting games i've played i feel like this is re like Mortal Kombat nether realms are like making story modes 
that no one else is trying to make. Like it's not well, like they're making, they're making they're making story modes mainstream. That's the thing. Place Blue is not a mainstream game. That's more of your Japanese visual novel. Yeah, well, like I'm, it's like fully realized, like you know, like these. Yeah. I don't have to like strain to imagine these character relationships and stuff. I'm not like reading dialogue. It's like it's actually happening in front of me, and everything looks great, and um, I can follow the story easily. It's like sn- the pacing snappy. It's like a really tight experience for like fighting games, like, mm-hmm. and like if you're cons- if you're comparing it to like the other more mainstream fighting games like Street Fighter or. Soul Calibur or something. Didn't Street Fighter Five get like a story mode at some point? I, yeah, I and it was, doesn't Soul Calibur it, not have a fight? Have a story mode? Soul Calibur does have a story, mode. or the newest one does. Six. It does. Five had a five had a story mode too. Yeah, actually, actually, okay. yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember. I looked up one of the Soul Calibur fighting game story modes, and I had absolutely no idea what any of anything that was happening was. Soul Calibur is a very convoluted story, and it's kind of. I'll say this about like, that's why I'm so, well, Mortal like Kombat most 11. fighting games, I think are, are like this, right? And so, and Mortal well, Kombat 11 usually... has just like a really here's the story. There's no ambiguity. It's like here's a thing that you can play through. It's a couple hours. It looks fantastic. The writing is is pretty good, but like it's not really like it's, it's not the worst by by. F- it's not the worst. By a lot far. of it. A I lot think... of it is is in like the charm and think... like just how ridiculous it looks and like the fucking think... okay, 90s I, vest. I, I, I... It's an like, awesome think, fucking game. I think where lunch sits a bit, like where like some of his optimism comes from, is that yes, in comparison to everything else, like this is a very good direction for fighting game story modes to go. There's like almost and, nothing com- comparable. Yeah, it, there really isn't, and I I do I do think it's a good sign. Like I, for for what it's worth, I quite in, I quite enjoyed Injustice Two story mode. Injustice One, not as much, but I quite enjoyed Injustice 2's story mode quite a bit, and I do think Mortal Kombat 11 was a step in the right direction. I remember I hated like uh, was Injustice 2 written by the same person who made Mortal Kombat 11? I don't know. Well, if it was, I... uh, tell these guys to like find out how villains are supposed to be because someone just being an asshole is you know it can only work for so long, and you you typically only want one or two of them. I, I just don't like, know what you guys are like. Okay, there's, there's Blaze Blue, which well, is, well, it seems to have better okay, writing, want, but is like also not the record. same kind of beast. I want this on record. All right. Try. Try mm-hmm. is the one that is saying Blaze Blue. So what? Yeah, okay, Dizzy, okay. can you think? Can you give me a fighting game with a better. St- you already said Dragon Ball Fighters, though, which like blows my fucking mind at that, that answer. That one is more difficult. That one has more going on than anything else. Because Dragon Ball Fighters is a completely different beast as well, and that's why it's like it, it, you're saying well, like is give it? you a well, better Arx, fighting. Arx is, well, Arx is well, it's more a different beast general, because Dragon Ball Fighter because Dragon Ball is a series that's been going on for however long. Mortal Kombat 11 is the third game in a reboot that basically started with nine. Well, so I, you have severely less context for you have severely less context for these characters who have done severely less. Okay, well, so there's a lot of context. I mean, if you've watched the entire Dragon Ball series, and I guess you've got context for who the characters are and fighters, but I don't think that makes it a better story standalone. No, I was mentioning this because, like, okay, geez, this is like a long story, but I was mostly mentioning it because I was asking why less in Fighter Z than I was asking why in Mortal Kombat 11. I, I don't know. I think I, I just. I, I feel like. I'm a bit like different from you, like, where I'm. 
maybe I'm just asking why less. It's not as important for me to, to for everything to make complete sense, or maybe I'm just not noticing plot holes as much as you. It's not um, even. It's not even a matter of needing okay. to make sense in like the grand scheme. Like, let me put that another way too. Like, because some people will mistake this, and some people might even mistake this as being a good thing. When I absolutely disagree, but it's like not everything in a story needs to completely contribute to like the final whatever. Things can happen that have no meaning in the grand scheme of who gives a crap, as long as they have meaning to whoever it happened to. Like, you can have a whole story arc revolving around two characters that has nothing to do with the ultimate battle against this guy, but if it meant something to those two characters, then it's worth something. But if you have, like, a whole story arc devoted to two characters, and then those two characters don't mention it, and no one else mentions it, then you ask why. Why did you take my time? Why did you devote time to this? Why doesn't it go anywhere? I will say that Mortal Kombat 11 definitely is full of non-sequiturs that definitely are made worse by the fact that the story mode undoes everything. I don't, um, I don't need everything in Mortal Kombat 11 to tie into beating Kronika. In fact, I'm happy that not everything ties into beating Kronika because that would be kind of boring if you had like 16 characters who all have one goal. And only one no, goal. I, I agree that the, the story doesn't but really the, fully... There's like, there were too many times while I was watching the story of Eleven where I said, why? I gave myself the benefit of the doubt and said, okay, the story's not over yet. Maybe we'll get an answer. And then it was never addressed again. And then I was like, so why did you do that? I think that's a very fair criticism of the story mode. But I will I... still say, though, too, again, I cannot stress this enough. I would absolutely say 11 is a step above 10, which was a step above maybe 9. I don't know. I, think I, still, nine, say, nine, I still say 11 was, was highest. I, I'd was highest say 9 bar. was better. I feel like 9 was better than 10. 11 was better than 9. I would, I would still say 11 was highest bar. Oh, yeah. I asked why oh. way more in, in 10. 10 I, was, 10, I don't think I ever stopped saying why. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think where sometimes things come down to with Dizzy and why, we, why he rants about very specific things or go goes on and on about i cannot very... comprehend the logical actions yeah that i also think the the more the more something has like the better something is or the more value dc sees in something the more it frustrates him when something goes like when something is illogical or something goes wrong yeah like like you don't hear him ranting about every like small detail in 10 because he's just like can just write that off as 10 was just one big mess yeah, where eleven has really good stuff in there, but there are, it makes it makes the times where it's illogical or doesn't make sense or there's bad writing decisions much more offensive because you can see how good it like how good it can be. I love how you found like a way to paint me as the good guy when my pers- when my own explanation for my thought process is I'm an asshole. <laughs> well. I mean, you're like for, you're like you get so angry because you care, and I'm like I get so angry because I'm a dick. I mean, well, I feel like all dicks care a bit too much. Well, I I have I am quoted as saying, uh, "Anger cannot exist without caring." Yeah, and it's uh-huh. like, I mean, there's a difference between being a dick and being an ass. Being an ass, it's like you just. <laughs> <laughs> I love this conversation. <laughs> it, okay, so end of the podcast. <laughs> an ass doesn't care. They do things for their own. They they do things because they can. A dick does something because they care, but they care so much they care about something else much less. 
Holy shit, I need to like write that down. And then I need to yeah. fucking it find did... a better way to word it. Yeah. <laughs> Dicks are assholes. Write down your favorite in the comment section below. This and this been... is bros in a landfill. Dicking Sign... off. Dicking Signing... off? No. Are we <laughs> We're dicking off? I'm gonna go I'm gonna go wash my mouth out with soap.